Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So, Thanksgiving's coming up. And uh, for me, that's, that's my favorite holiday. How many people is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? Anyone? Yeah. I mean, it's such a... It's such a, um, um, a heart-opening, naturally expansive just celebration of life. And we need as much celebration of life as we can get, I think, because it's so easy to see what's wrong, see what's sad, notice what's painful. Uh, And it's true that it's important, as I think last time I was here, I gave a talk on not turning our backs on suffering. So I'm not going to suggest that you walk around with a, a silly grin and saying, oh, isn't life wonderful all the time? But along with not turning our backs on the pain and the sorrow in the world or in our lives, the first noble truth, um, I think it's vital to remember to notice all the good in life. You know, these last few weeks, particularly with uh, tragedies in, in, in Paris and other parts of the world, but particularly uh, that one struck a, a strong, powerful chord in many people's hearts. Um, maybe because we think of Paris as you know, the ultimate sophisticated city and things like that don't happen in Paris. But let's not forget that they happen regularly in many other parts of the world. Um, but when it happens so close to the epitome of Western civilization, it there's a kind of, I don't know if, if you've been feeling it, but I, there's a bit of a, a somberness um, that I've been carrying around or that you kind of maybe feeling in when you read the news. Just, it's so sad how humans can treat other humans so cruelly out of their own pain and humiliation and shame or right or um, um, uh, revenge. It's just human. It's a human capacity. I'm not even blaming one particular side, even though 
one could say there's a lot to blame. It's just a human experience, though, where people do awful things to other people out of ignorance or hatred or greed or fear or whatever reasons. So it's important to acknowledge that and feel the sadness and feel the um, mm, frustration and, and compassion. But if that's the only lens that you look through life, uh, you're missing all the beauty and all the goodness. And there's so much goodness and beauty in the world. In fact, it, that reminds me, let's see. Yeah. A, a passage that I included in Awakening Joy. I, I don't know if I've read it recently or not, but here it is again from Howard Zinn, the the realistic historian, John Kabat-Zinn's father-in-law, who wrote the unwhitewashed people's history of the United States, a very realistic, no-nonsense perspective. And he writes in his essay, The Optimism of Uncertainty. An optimist isn't necessarily a blithe, slightly sappy whistler in the dark of our time. To be hopeful in bad times is not just foolishly romantic. It's based on the fact that human history is a history not only of cruelty, but also of compassion, sacrifice, courage, kindness. What we choose to emphasize in this complex history will determine our lives. If we see only the worst, it destroys our capacity to do something. But if we remember those times and places, and there are so many where people have behaved magnificently, this gives us energy to act, and at least the possibility of sending this spinning top of a world in a different direction. So we sometimes need to be reminded to to look for all the goodness in the world and in life, which is one of the really great things about Thanksgiving. It just kind of reminds us, hey, let's be grateful for at least one day. And there we are, holding hands perhaps with, with friends or family, saying, hmm, it still is good to be alive. And I sure do have a lot to be grateful for. And what it does, I feel, as I wrote Awakening Joy, uh, I put gratitude in the third step just before opening up to the difficult Opening, opening up to all the pain in our lives because gratitude becomes the container to 
allow ourselves to process all the pain. If it goes the other way, we're too closed and too contracted, and we might even miss all the goodness. But if we open up, as uh, uh, Sokni Rinpoche says, that gratitude and opening our heart with, with feeling all the blessings in life is like putting out your satellite dish. You know? and there you are saying thank you, and you can feel all the, all the blessings in your life and all the goodness. Um, but if you're so busy seeing what's wrong, you can't feel it. So as I, as I said, uh, I put gratitude first because it, it makes us um, bigger, gives a bigger container to, uh, to open up to the difficult. Actually, uh, yeah, I feel like doing this. There's a, an exercise that I do in the joy course. Um, how many people here have done the joy course? Oh my goodness. Okay, wow. Okay. Well, here it is again, because you probably won't have a chance to do it. A very simple exercise. It is a, it's a bit of a, it's a dyad. Don't worry. Don't make for the hills just yet if you're saying, oh, I don't want to speak to anybody. It, this is actually fun. Um, maybe. You don't have to do it. If you don't want to do it, it's okay. You can just be with yourself and um, be saying nasty things in your mind to me or whatever it is. Because that's actually part of what the, um, part of what the exercise is. Um, not saying nasty things to me, but uh, you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll see in a moment. Okay, Just to show you the difference and the power of um, the lens that you look through life. Just play along with me, okay? So you would need a partner for this. You don't have to be brilliant. You don't have to be saying anything clever or anything. But just turn to a partner. I, believe me, this can be fun, okay? And if you need a partner, raise your hand. And, I'll, uh, and just look around for another raised hand. Anybody else? Who needs a uh, needs a partner? Who did you find one? Who needs a partner? Anyone else? I'll be somebody's partner if. Who needs a partner? You do. And was there somebody up there who needed a, who still needed it? Anyone else who needs a partner? Okay, come on, you be my partner. Yeah. Okay, so here this is what we're gonna do. It might be. Uh, yeah, it just feels. Like, this will put you in a, hopefully, playful enough mood that you can actually uh, uh, let your heart open a little bit. Um, So, person with the longer hair goes first. (laughs) And uh, this is what I want you to do, okay? For... um, for the next, uh, let's do it a minute and a half, so you'll survive. For the next minute and a half, I invite you to grumble and complain, okay? This is your chance to really vent. In, in, Australia, in Australia, they call it whinging, you know, which is different than 
talking about your deepest pain right now, okay? It's a li- don't, don't go for that. <laughs> Just go for something that really bugs you, okay? Got it? All right. And the person who is on the uh, receiving end, um, you, you can just, um, you don't have to take it all in, but, uh, but be very present for the other person as they whinge, okay? Ready for the next uh, minute and a half? You can, if you want to get into a whole list, you can, but, it, but I would encourage you maybe to start out with one and really get into it, okay? So, ready, Go. Okay, now stop where you are and just both of you go inside for a moment. And uh, both of you notice how it feels in your body and in your mind and your heart. And you might uh, give yourself a, a number, one to ten, right now. One being, um, ten being ecstatic. So, oops, sorry. <laughs> Ecstatic and, and just feeling really fantastic, and one being um, yucky, really, really yucky. Okay? Just one to ten, somewhere in there. Okay? Now, other person, go. Alright, once again, um, go inside and notice how you're feeling, either as a listener or the uh, speaker. Give yourself a rating, 1 to 10. Okay, now, person A, um, Think of something you're really grateful for and uh, spend the next um, minute and a half sharing your gratitude. And just, uh, uh, you can, if you want to mention more than one thing, you can, but if you really want to just sink into something that you're, you're truly grateful for, some, some body that you're grateful for or grateful to or uh, something in your life or life, um, and share that. Ready? Go. Okay, stop for a moment. Go inside as both speaker and listener, whichever one you are. Just notice how it feels inside, in your body, in your mind, in your heart. And you might give yourself a, a number again, one to ten, one being miserable, ten being feeling really great. Okay, and now you can switch. Sorry. 
Okay, once again, go inside. And just notice, again, how it feels in there. Either as the speaker or the listener. In your body. In your mind. In your heart. And again, you might give yourself a number. Okay, you can thank your partner if you'd like, and then come on back. So, um, let's come on back. Let's come on back. And uh, let's check in for a few moments on, uh, you know, what that was like, anything you notice. Anybody, uh, Andrew, are you up for it? Yeah. Or Phil Donahue over here, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Anything you notice? Um, Well, I noticed a few things, and um, one of them was that when you first said that we were going to get to... um, basically complain about, uh-huh. complain about something was, uh-huh. I thought, oh, good. I really have some things I want to complain about. Uh-huh. Get it <laughs> off your chest. Yeah. But, but when I, after I finished, and um, after also when I listened to my partner, you know, the number, of course, was much lower. And it was like, well, yeah, uh, actually it doesn't feel so good. <laughs> um, and that just such a dramatic difference between um, uh, complaining and then uh, expressing uh, gratitude, and it was—it's wonderful. Um, it's wonderful to—I mean, it—it it was a wonderful experience, both for me to express my own gratitude, but it—it's it, really remarkable to to see how wonderful I felt listening to someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Talking about his grat- no, about his about what he was grateful for. Mm-hmm. That that is really is really lovely. Yeah, yeah. Did you say, oh, stop being so grateful? No. <laughs> Probably not. You know, hopefully not. It, it's uh, there's something contagious about it, isn't there? Yeah. Just like there's something contagious about grumbling too. Yeah, you know. Anybody else? Anything that you notice? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, and put it right next to your lips, like an ice cream cone on an angle. That's it. So it's interesting for me because when you said, uh, "Okay, you have to think about something to complain about," really, at first, I've been in a very good mood lately, and I was thinking, "I don't know what I'm going to say," but I didn't have to go first. My partner went first. <laughs> but as she started complaining. Then I thought, oh, yeah, I have stuff to complain about, too. <laughs> Reminded you, yeah. And I thought of something. <laughs> and how was it when you, when you shared it? When I shared what if yeah. complaining? Yeah. I kind of like, yeah, it's yeah. Gone into, I re- yeah, and it happened today, and I hadn't even, I'd like forgotten about it, but it came back. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, there is something very seductive about it, isn't there? Yeah. 
I do have a right to kvetch in, uh, in, in Yiddish. Uh, yeah. Hi. <coughs> like this? Yeah. That's okay. It. So, um, my daughter... Real close, yeah. Okay. My, and speak up just yeah, a bit. I talked immediately about how my daughter is moving to Hawaii. She's, Your daughter? is going to relocate in Hawaii. Uh-huh. And they're selling their house, and they're moving, and... You know, and I, I can't say anything about it, but my heart is not feeling good about this mm. because she's my love child. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who really makes me laugh and smile. Mm. And, 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 and it saddens me. But what was funny is then we talked about what we were grateful for. And I said, I'm so grateful that my daughter's moving to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> She sends me these beautiful pictures, and she's having a whole new life. She's not working eight hours a day. She's boating and painting and doing these wonderful things, and I'm so happy for her. <laughs> you can go either way, can't it? Isn't it there? You, you have just summed up the human dilemma and, and experience in, in 30 seconds. Yeah. Either way. And they're both true. I mean, that, that, that's the thing, to, to really honor, which is one of the points that I wanted to make. Even, even the difficult st- stuff um, in a very, sometimes in a very profound way, has its, has its silver lining or upside. But we'll get to that in a moment. Anything else that you wanted to share? Okay? All right, that, that's enough. Thanks, Andrew. Are we still friends? You see? That, was, that wasn't so bad, right? Um, thank you. Really, you can think of mindfulness practice as um, a gratitude practice, as appreciation practice. There's a, a beautiful book, I've mentioned it here before, by a Christian contemplative, David Steindl Rast. Um, this book, Gratefulness, The Heart of Prayer. And uh, he is a very high being. He has actually a, a beautiful website, gratefulness.org. And he has this amazingly moving video which uh, he narrates called A Good Day. I highly recommend it. It's right on his website. Um, and Gratefulness, that book, Gratefulness, The Heart of Prayer, is all, it's a book about mindfulness and about how life is so generous with us. Life is so bountiful, and gives us continual surprise that if we can allow ourselves to receive it and be surprised by life and feel how generous life is, that, that requires being present for it, doesn't it? Which is one of the things about gratitude. You've got to be here for it. You know, unless you're thinking about 
something in your life or somebody that you're grateful to or grateful for. But as far as appreciating this moment of your life, it requires you have to be present for it. But being present for it with, um, with new eyes, with fresh eyes that see, besides the fact that your daughter has moved to Hawaii, oh, and she's so happy. It's all how you look at things. This is from uh, M.J. Ryan, who is a really wonderful um, teacher. She has a book called Attitudes of Gratitude. And she says, Gratitude is like a flashlight. It lights up what is already there. You don't necessarily have anything more or different but suddenly you can actually see what is. And because you can see, you no longer take it for granted. So simple, right? But it takes some remembering, some practice to look for what's good. And as I've shared before, we are wired up to look for what's wrong. It's the survival mechanism that we've been gifted with. The little almond-shaped cluster of neurons, amygdala, right in the middle of our brain that scans the horizon for what can go wrong. And it's it's a good thing that it's there. But we often can be so preoccupied with what can go wrong that we miss what's right. Or as Thich Nhat Hanh, his, his great instructions, instead of seeing what's wrong, try the practice of seeing what's not wrong. Kind of shifts everything. So to to keep being on the lookout for what's good and what's right changes everything. It doesn't mean you're living in denial. I read a, a, um, a study that said for most people it takes seven positive encounters to balance out one negative encounter. Somebody snaps at you and you're kind of shaking and feeling a little bit off for some time. And for for the average person, it takes seven people saying, oh, so nice to see you or be with you or something positive to kind of start bringing that back into balance. But it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. What it takes is when there's a moment of well-being or a moment of um, really taking in the good. That's the key, to really take in the good. Not just to know, oh yeah, okay, that's a good one. But to take in, oh, this is a real blessing. This is a real blessing in my life. And as you start to fill up more and more with that 
way of seeing things, it just more naturally becomes how you look. We've talked before about the confirmation bias. Your brain finds what you're looking for. It finds what your hypothesis of the world is. Yeah, the world is a drag. Okay, you'll have ample evidence to confirm that way of seeing things. Oh, it's so amazing to be alive. And you'll have ample evidence to confirm that. But your, your brain will actually miss what it doesn't, the belief that it doesn't hold. Um, so, being on the lookout for good, for the good. And as I, I mentioned in the book, one of my favorite lines, Albert Einstein says, there's two ways to go through life. One is seeing nothing as a miracle and the other is seeing everything as a miracle. The choice is ours, right? I um, uh, had this encounter with somebody uh, a number of uh, years ago on retreat, uh, also included this in, in, in the book, this, this woman who um, I knew for quite some time, lovely woman, she was sitting on the retreat and um, she came into an interview one day and she said, you know, I'm, I'm really seeing my mind and it's not a pretty picture. Um, I just see how I am continually complaining throughout my day. And there she is uh, in silence, so she, she is just her and her mind, not interacting with other people. But she said, like, I'm, I'm sitting, in the, sitting in the hall, you know, oh, when is this bell going to ring? Which is a very common thought, of course. And then it rings and it's, oh, now I have to do walking meditation. <laughs> and then she's, she says, and I start doing walking meditation and the bell rings to end the walking period and I see myself, my mind going, now I have to go back and sit in sitting meditation. <laughs> and then she feels the call of nature. Now I have to go to the bathroom. You know. Now, I ha- now we have to go and eat lunch. Even that, she started. Now I have to do... And she said, it's no wonder I find myself so contracted and miserable. I'm complaining all day. Help! Yeah. And we thought about it and it just occurred... Well, what if instead of now I have to, you might say, oh, now I get to. And she said, hmm, let's try it out. She came back a couple of days later. It was like she saw the light. She said, the bell rings? And I say, now I get to do walking meditation. The bell rings, now I get to do sitting meditation. Oh, now I get to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's a good thought. (laughs) Now I get to eat lunch. 
Now I get to rest. Now we get to hear a Dharma talk. She said, it just changed everything. And the, the beauty of it was that I, not only did she keep it up during the retreat, but in, uh, I saw her, she lives here in Berkeley, and I, I ran into her like you know four or five months later, and she said, I've kept it up. That simple little shift, one word for another, from have to get, now I have to, to now I get to, made all the difference. So it's not that anything changes so much. It's more that you start looking with new eyes. And, and really what gratitude is about is just saying yes to life. It's so easy to say no, no. I think I, I, I read this study that said uh, most children by the time they're like I think th- three or so that uh, 85% of the messages that they get three or four is no you know don't do this no be careful don't do that uh-uh stop that you know it probably varies a lot from family to family but generally of, of course you want to protect children but 85% No, it takes some practice to say yes to life. And saying yes to life also includes saying yes to the whole package. That's the tricky part. Sure, it's it's one thing to say yes when things are going swimmingly. Even though we can miss it, you know, yeah, Okay, this is the way it's supposed to be. If I were running the universe, okay, it'd be like this all the time. But we can miss that. But to say yes to the whole package, to say yes to the hard stuff, to say to realize we don't understand. We can't come to our conclusions and say, oh no. This shouldn't be. And of course, you know, there's Paris and there's all of the sorrows and pains in life. So I'm not suggesting that we say, oh, how, how wonderful that is. But that's what this life is about. There's birth, there's death, there's sorrow, there's joy, there's sunsets and tsunamis there's love and there's ignorance or hate and when things are hard when life gets really tough it seems to help us grow in some way it seems to help us uh, deepen our compassion for the human experience in some way. If you had it so good that you never touched sorrow or pain, how could you understand another's? That's what 
the Buddha's father tried to keep him from, never seeing suffering. And he lived in an idyllic world that kept him so sheltered, he didn't understand about life until he realized that if I really want to wake up to real happiness, I need to be able to face old age, sickness, death. I need to understand about suffering because understanding about suffering helps us not be so afraid of it and open up to the whole human experience. Of course, you don't want to miss all the goodness and all the beauty, but you don't want to pretend that it's all that way. And when it's difficult, you want to grow in connection to life and into the world. And even those difficulties that we've experienced at the hands of people who have disappointed us. That's sometimes one of the hardest ones where there's a turn or there's a loss or there's somebody who you thought you could depend on and then somehow it changed and you couldn't. Even then, even then to see rather than saying, oh, I should never have known that person in the first place, but rather that person helped me grow in many ways. That person helped me open my heart, maybe when I was not able to before. And that person is helping me understand how things can change and perhaps even grow in a deeper understanding that can embrace loss, can embrace things change and I'm still here and, I'm, and I can be strong and grow even through that. So it's a kind of extra credit assignment around gratitude to open up to all the difficulties in our life. As I've often uh, mentioned, how that's what can lead us to look for answers in life. Isn't it so? I asked this before. How many people have been motivated by pain or sorrow or suffering in their life to look for deeper answers. How wonderful that you were not so complacent or so embittered that you just said, oh, life is a drag. But that you can, especially with Dharma, how fortunate it is, that with the Dharma, you can uh, hold all your challenges and your difficulties in another way and not miss all the good. So 
uh, I'll just do two more quick things. One is um, to invite you to get in touch with gratitude in a mindful way. So I'd like you to close your eyes for a moment. And think of or reflect on uh, some blessing in your life. Maybe a different one that you just shared with somebody else. Someone or something that you are grateful to or grateful for. And if you can have an image, call up an image of that person or that situation... And then just give a simple, silent thank you from your heart to that person or to life. Thank you. And as you do, just relax into that feeling of gratitude. Just notice how it feels. Take a nice breath, nice deep breath, and think of another blessing, someone, something that you're grateful to or grateful for. And then have an image, a simple Sincere thank you right from your heart. Thank you. And again, relax into that feeling. Don't miss the landscape of gratitude. Take a deep breath and we'll do one last one. There's so many things probably. Just pick one more. Someone, something. Call up an image. A simple thank you right from your heart. Thank you. And just relax in that feeling. You don't have to make anything more than is here. Just let yourself enjoy grateful heart. And while you're in this space, I want to share with you a a beautiful um, reflection that Patricia Ellsberg um, put together for the Awakening Joy course. Open in gratitude for the breath that nourishes every cell in your body and has sustained you from the moment you were born. Open in gratitude for the miracle of your body that despite whatever weaknesses or limitations 
serves you and allows you to sense the wonders of the world. Gratitude for your brain that coordinates all the functions of your body without you even being aware of it. And for the consciousness that allows you to perceive, feel, and be amazed. Open in gratitude for the eyes that allow you to see the abounding beauty that surrounds you, colors and shapes, the face of a loved one. Have gratitude for the ears that enable you to hear birds singing, wind rustling in the leaves, words people say to you. The laughter of children. Open in gratitude for the sense of smell that allows you to enjoy the fragrance of flowers, the scent of fresh air, your favorite food. Gratitude for your mouth and tongue that enable you to taste the fruits of the earth, to enjoy a ripe peach or chocolate melting in your mouth. Open in gratitude for the skin that protects you and yet allows you to touch and sense the world, feel warmth, coolness, softness, and the touch of a loved one. Open in gratitude for your heart that beats faithfully your whole life from even before you were born. Open to a sense of wonder and gratitude for the amazing gift of being awake and alive in this precious human form. The fact that we exist or that anything exists at all is a wondrous mystery. We all live in the midst of a miracle. Open in gratitude to this all. So we have a few moments. I don't know if there's anything more to be said, but if anybody wants to say anything or ask anything, just open it up. Otherwise, we can just have a closing. So... I hope you really enjoy your Thanksgiving and I hope you can if you are if you are alone you might find some um some um 
um, service of serving people who are um, at a soup kitchen or something like that where you give and connect in that way. Uh, And if you're with others, I hope you appreciate the fact that you're with them and appreciate who they are. And we'll just right now end by sharing the merit of the evening. Just as you've been feeling the blessings in your life, may all appreciate the goodness in their life. May all open to the goodness right inside of them. May all share their love well. And may any good that comes from our coming together for this evening, any merit, any wholesomeness that we create being here together, may it be shared with all beings everywhere and be for the benefit of all. Thank you very much for your attention. Um, Have a great week. Have a great couple of weeks and see you in a couple of weeks.